Oh, it's your favorite time of the week. All your work is done, and it's time to relax. So come, grab some friends, and let's get lit and join the rotation. You are now in the rotation with Suncoast Normal. We are your host, your Suncoast Normal Executive Board, and we say it's time to legalize it. There we go, Gary, go. It's a new year, and here we are on Sunday. After a two-week break for us to go ahead and relax from Christmas. I really relax on Christmas. And here we are at 1714 West 7th Avenue in Ybor City, where it all began. And it's time to jump into the rotation. Oh, uh. Cue the graphics. There you go. It's just like riding a bicycle, you know? Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I can't hear your voice. Oh, there we go. You okay. had me on mute? I had you. Your your microphone was off the entire time. I'm sure they heard you, though. Like, And, and now everything's like turned up too high because I was freaking out. <laughs> what's up gary well just so in case you didn't hear me we've been off for the last two weeks and uh we're back i am gary stein your political director for sun coast normal here with my co-host the deputy director the affable carlos angel armida what does affable mean uh, look it up and uh from above the beltway chris isn't there yeah, our, yeah, our executive director is not above the beltway today he is, in fact, somewhat south. Well, I mean, this whole don't think that like we've been all on vacation this whole time because me and Cano both had coronavirus. You, uh, he, he might still have it. I don't know what's going on. Actually, we haven't heard from him. Now, what happened was uh, Chris went to visit his family, his his, uh, his wife's family in Dominican Republic. Oh, uh, you think I'm friendly and good natured? And uh, absolutely, <laughs> you just looked it up. That's wonderful. And uh, while Chris was there. Her entire family came down with COVID. Isn't that lovely? Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, when, if you do have a positive test for COVID, they don't let you leave the island. And so Chris is having an extended vacation in the Dominican Republic, having all that great ultra-fried food. He got that Dominican uh, COVID, that mm -hmm. Omicron Dominican Republic. Omicron Dominican, yes. yeah. got to like, watch out for Dominican Omicron. That shit's hardcore. That shit. Like, it really is. It'll knock you. But he beat it. He beat it, mm. and now he's waiting for a negative test so he can leave the island. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it'd just be just like Gilligan's Island, only with Chris. And you know, like <laughs> I, I don't know. He, he I guess he could have done like a remote thing, but I, I mean, he's—is he still sick or something? Well, no, or? he has limited internet access. He out has there. limited internet access. Yeah, okay. so it blinks on off. He's able to go ahead and, and text every mm. once in a while, but or, or or send out some things on Facebook. He's been doing a lot of likes. He, he put a like on the fact that this week, two of our bills got filed. Oh. Uh, the, the employee protection bill got filed in both the no House shit. and the Senate. Yes. No fucking way. That is really cool. I'm really happy for you, Gary. Well. You've now, been working. No, seriously. Like, you've been, and look at you being all humble, but you've been, you've been working hard to get something like that into the legislature. So good job, man. Well, we have more bills that are, that are still on the sidelines. And if we can't get them in by the uh, deadline this, this week, 
we will try to work on the amendment process and get them in that way. But one way or the other, we're going to shove those bills into the society and, and, and make it happen. And how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to do that with lobby days. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, as long as we're talking about lobby days, take a look at our fantastic flyer that Carlos put together. I it has this. practically. Oh, did did, no. did did Melissa do that? I think Melissa did. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you to Melissa Valara over in uh, Tallahassee <laughs> for putting together this lovely graphic which talks about Florida normal lobby days at the state capitol. I don't know if people from from Florida normal will be there, but I know we will be there. I know folks from Tallahassee will be there. It's normal lobby days. It's it is it it is a collaboration of of many of the normal chapters of Florida. So actually, head up to the legislator in um you know um so, let them know what we're all about. So will Orlando or Gainesville normal be there? I, I'm not you know I'm not trying to badmouth Orlando <laughs> or Gainesville normal. I didn't even really know that there was a Gainesville normal. But um, they have a web page. They have a web page. As, cool. as far as I know. Cool. Well, I mean, you know, the, the people of normal that uh, have been working hard, like Gary. Gary is a very, uh, very normal, so to speak, face. So to speak. <laughs> uh, well, normal because. Our, and I'm affable besides. Yes. But and very, very affable, normal <laughs> face. <laughs> and um, at this uh, lobby days. And uh, so is Melissa. Melissa does uh, normal Tallahassee. And uh, she she's actually uh, does a lot of, uh, you know, the ins and outs of, of this event. And what we'll um, be doing is we'll be going to the various legislators. We do want you to go to your legislator when we get there. So if you are coming, let us know so we can set up an appointment for you to go ahead and, and meet your legislator, your senator, and your representative and talk about the, the bills that are important to you. That's what uh, a lot of people don't realize about our system. A lot of people feel hopeless about this, and it's really not advertised. Like, I became a part of normal and learned that you could like just make an appointment to talk to your congressman or talk to your senator and uh that that's essentially what we do is uh gary and melissa uh go and make appointments with the various uh legislators that they um are familiar with uh we even uh i, I there's been attempts even to talk to desantis and and been scrubbed <laughs> and um you know it's it, and our attorney general too <laughs> There, there is a I lot. I have a feeling of, that Nikki will probably <laughs> welcome us when we go there. Yeah, Nick, Nikki's always been very welcoming, and and so are a lot of like you know, a, a, a lot of like like I remember, for example, and, and really an example of how this shit actually helps, right? The whole concept of veterans not paying for their ID card, yeah. right, mm -hmm. uh, came from a normal lobby days, and That's it was right. simply. Jimmy Johnston, who's uh, the I pronounced his name right, Gary, right? Yes. Okay, he's uh, he works uh, We for Warriors Project, and um, he uh, over in um, what's that place up there, Jacksonville? Yep. And uh, you know, he was simply in the room in the he's lobby. He's actually from Lake City, and, I believe. And yeah, it's close by. Yeah. Um, but he was in the room, uh, and we were we were simply just having a meeting with Brandis. And he's happy to see us, and you know we're we're simply saying like this is what we're all about. This is what we're going to be like pushing for this year. This is what we're going to be talking to you about. And uh, Jimmy was like, "Hey, this is something that's really important to our organization. We don't think veterans should be paying the seventy-five dollar fee for the state, and I believe they still have to pay that fee. But this is something that Brandis has been working very, very hard, and has even made bills and, and pushed the legislator to make. And that's right. Um, this is how voices are heard." You know, now right now, uh, Senator Cruz actually filed it this year. 
to uh, to go ahead and give veterans uh, free cards. Yeah. And what we're trying to do is a couple of things. Number one, she still needs to get a house built. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if she has found somebody yet in the house to go ahead and do the companion. If not, then we will find another way to get it in, possibly the, the amendment process, maybe attach it to the Larn and Roach bill, because I know that they uh, were talking about that possibility. And I think that we should also add uh, to some of our fr- friends out there who are on SSDI into the mix. I think folks with SSDI right now are ones who are obviously highly impacted by their health financially. And so, therefore, I think they should get free cards as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I I think we should all have free cards. I think the shit should be legalized. I don't think I should have a card. Well, Colorado actually came up with the idea that folks should pay a, a fee for their medical card to help pay for the regulation. Mm-hmm. So if you like regulation, then you're paying for it. <laughs> One way or the other. Because they want to make certain that they have the money for the staff to go ahead and do all those nice registry things and all that. Day. Man, we we need to. That's something we didn't think about. We need to hit up uh, We for Warriors Project to come to lobby days. Absolutely. I mean, Jimmy, I, I think was fabulous. We were sitting in the gallery, one of the, the East Gallery of the, uh, the house at the time, and he said, "Would I get in trouble if I fly my flag for We for Warriors?" And I said, "Absolutely." He said, "Great." And he walked up to the balcony and he, and he opened up the, the flag at, at full mast. <laughs> and, and he was happy too. And, uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden, was, every head turned. I was debating turned. whether to make a joke. And, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, every head turned in the, in, on the house floor, including the uh, <laughs> security guard who came by and took Jimmy out of the Senate, out of the house chamber and uh, told him to stand outside for the rest of the day. <laughs> But that, that that was you know immortalized in a photograph. We, and, uh, we caused we caused some issues uh, at these lobby days. I guess I, I don't know. Um, it, if you don't shake the tree, you don't get the fruit. It is it is uh, it's important. You know, it's it's a big part of our system, and it's you know it, it's interesting. I think about this a lot. A lot of a lot of times, you can do things just by learning the language. Yep. And uh, yeah, like yeah, you should learn Spanish. I should totally learn Spanish, but uh, you know, and you should learn Yiddish. <laughs> <laughs> I know Yiddish, but, but nobody else does out there. So you know, Miss <laughs> Einshanda. Mm-hmm. But but, you know? but, uh, but no, you need to learn the language, like uh, marketing and and finance and accounting and all these things that, and legalese and, and and law too. You know, and 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 really even. So it's not even the whole activist thing. Like lobbying seems to be like this whole fucking thing where you just like these people are paid all these billions of dollars and you could just be a guy like Gary just doing it out of your car. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Sometimes my car is much, much nicer than some of the hotel rooms available in, in Tallahassee. But there are actual hotel rooms available in Tallahassee for this event. We have a group rate and you can go ahead to suncoastnormal.org and check out those rates. And again, if you want to come, RSVP so we can go ahead and get you in front of your legislator and, and we can make things happen. Now, we, we, you mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, you should know the language. One of the things that uh, the legislators ask you when they want to, when you propose a bill is, is do you have the language? Mm. And of course, if you don't understand what that means, they, you'll, you'll ask them, what the heck do you mean? Uh, and basically what they're saying is we want you to go ahead and present us with the, the a language that looks like a bill already. 
so they can go ahead and tweak it to make certain it, me it meets all the guidelines in regards to uh, citations on various laws and things of that sort, and they put that through. A lot of these bills are not actually written by the legislators themselves, but they're approved by those legislators after somebody has come in forward with them, like an advocate like ourselves or a lobbyist like okay. not ourselves. And that's how some bills all of a sudden get up there where people say, I don't get it. Why is that bill there in the first place? Well, because somebody proposed it to a legislator, or in the case of Anthony Sabatini, he created it out of a nightmare. <laughs> we're we're uh, not going to get he, into Sabatini. He, you know, like with that situation with Jimmy. Jimmy is, uh, you know, if you don't if you don't know what Jimmy's an awesome guy. Yeah, and you know, you should never be stereotypical towards anybody, but people t tend to be stereotypical towards you know white guys with dreadlocks and blue jeans. And that's how Jimmy Jimmy's dressed, and he's sitting in the, in the there dressed like that. And Brandis is like seriously like, huh? Oh my gosh, that is a really good idea. You are absolutely right. You know, everybody gets a voice. Everybody everybody can have a voice in in, in this country. Well, Brandis, and, I can say, is is a libertarian and and, uh, and also a veteran. And yeah. so and so and he uh, he he gave Jimmy a pass in regards to the hair thing. Uh, I've been working with, with Jimmy on that for years. He looked at me. He said, "I am not cutting my dreads. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather cut you first. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. And, it, and it yeah, Jimmy, you be Jimmy. You know that that's the way it is. And, and I have to do he, what I do. And he I absolutely should be taken seriously. He is yes. a very very smart person. He mm -hmm. he's a compassionate person as well. Um, he just has dreadlocks. That's all it is. And uh, you know, and, but and. Uh, but that's that's what I'm trying to portray here is that like your voice can be heard like it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter who you are um, if you care about this issue and uh, you you want to go in there with the homies you know what I mean you want to go in there with the homies like me and Gary here <laughs> um, then then you come to lobby days and and we'll we'll help you out in regards to what is the best way to communicate with your legislator because there is a certain uh, rhythm to the whole thing. You get 15 minutes approximately, and you have to get out all the things you want to say. So I call it the SIRS approach, where you state the problem, you give them some information, and you make a recommendation, and you say what the solution is. So that's S-I-R-S. And so that therefore, they know exactly where you're coming from, and they don't just give them a problem, you give them a solution. And they say, okay, we'll work towards that solution. My my approach is just to rant, man. I just be like, this is fucking bullshit, bro. Yeah, that doesn't work. Fucking got arrested back in 1992 for some <laughs> marijuana convictions. You need to fucking expunge that shit for me, sir. And no, it doesn't and, work at all. And you should it, do what Gary says. It's also, what I do. It, it's, good to, it's good to be passionate, but every once in a while, your passion gets away from you. I know we had one situation. We had a whole bunch of folks testifying, and they started calling the uh, representatives on, on the, uh, the committee there murderers mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and other things. And uh, we had a couple of people who said we were, they were never going to talk to us ever again. Yeah. Because uh, once, once you start going in that direction, they stop listening to you. And the whole point is you want them to listen to you. But if you're insulting them, they'll shut you off. Yeah, that's not a good thing to do. So, you know, you got to schmooze. You got to be nice. I mean, uh, let's just pretend, like, for instance, Matt Gates was still in the house. Ooh. And you wanted to go meet with him and, and tell him, him I want to have a cannabis face. bill when That's there was no do. cannabis bill. I want, I want to tell him to stop preying on young women and <laughs> <laughs> stop trying to take credit for the marijuana movement here in Florida and stop being a douche. 
Well, actually, the thing about the marijuana movement is actually a, a truth because him, along with with, with with a representative from Okeechobee, actually got that first compassionate bill done in 2014 that gave us the entire industry. And uh, if, if it wasn't for Gates moving that bill forward as he had, we wouldn't have the industry as it was today. today. today Everything else after really, that, you have to take with a grain of salt. Did anybody really like succeed off of that? Did anything really like all that happened was that True Leaf got their license out of that bill? True Leaf, Shatera, Knox. Uh, cure relief actually as, as modern health concepts. Yeah, that's all that happened, Gary. Like they, there wasn't much more than that, you know. Yeah, we, they 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 got that whole ball rolling, and it's they, it's they got morphed CBD since then. Out there, you know, they, not yeah. from him. Yeah, CBD not from him, and that, yeah, that gave you a business, didn't it? Not that law, <laughs> not Matt Gates' law. <laughs> Matt Gates didn't do that. <laughs> That's the whole point. The, the it was another law that was uh, that that just was inconsequential. You could have gotten everything you could have gotten from that. And now, True Leaf and Cure Leaf are the two largest cannabis companies in the country. Yeah, that's scary, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, other states do it differently. Oklahoma does it way differently. They only have a twenty five hundred dollar application fee, and they have horizontals. Unfortunately, they got a huge surplus of flour now. And they've got like a thousand different licenses across the state where we only have 22 and, and where everybody's allowed to have multiples. But we still don't have that many dispensaries. And we have a much bigger po uh, population here than they do in Oklahoma. But that's, you know, like I said, it, it, it all depends on how you run your state. And hopefully we can we can tweak the program to make it work better for us. That's why we put together the bills we had this year for employee protection to make certain you don't lose your job if you have a medical card. Patient protection, so you don't get kicked out of the hospital or kicked off the transplant list for having a medical card. Uh, the expansion of, of qualifying conditions, so a whole lot more conditions are, will be eligible for you to get your medical card, that kind of situation. And, of course, reciprocity, so that people who have a medical card in their own state and they come visit us in the great state of Florida for vacation will come on vacation and not leave on probation because they will be legal as they are here. And you have to be very careful. I mean, I... I talk a brief, uh, just a brief moment about extracts. Everybody loves vape pens, right? But um, I, I like if you have pens, a yeah. if you have a black market vape pen, or if you have a vape pen from a dispensary and you don't have verification that it's yours and you've been using it in the car situation like that, if you have a concentrate with of any any size, it's a felony. And <laughs> as crazy as it may yeah. sound, yeah. That that is the way it is because that that is the law as it currently stands, and that and that's why we have to work towards not only decriminalization, which is also being uh, approached in this session, but also legalization as well, completely. Mm -hmm. And we have a number of legalization bills. Senator Farmer put out a new bill this last week, uh, very similar to the one he did last year, and hopefully it'll get heard in committee, what but not unless year? we work on it. What did he do last year? He put together a, a, a bill for an adult use uh, program that basically keeps it keeps out of the hands of those under 21. Do you think it has any like chance of, of passing at all this year? It, only if it gets I mean, to committee, but I, it, it, doubt, it, it's, it's I mean, low. It's low. I tell you, I, out of all the bills right now, I can say that the, uh, the Roche Learned Bill has a chance because of the fact it is bipartisan. Now, in that I know that uh, Andy has had to make a lot of compromises in the All things right. that he wanted in the bill uh -huh. uh, in order for, for him to be in sync with uh, Representative Roche, who did say, you know, on, upon taking on this bill, that he wasn't going to put a, a, a cap in this year. Look, Barry's commenting. 
Um, the uh, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to to interrupt you. Oh no, that's uh, all right. I was I was on it's a roll, but now very, I'm on a biscuit. Very very commented, and he was on the show last week, mm-hmm. uh, and we were talking about this a couple though. weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, and that's that's actually something like I I kind of want to like uh, Barry. Maybe you can comment. I want to ask you about. Do you are you uh, for or against this bill yet? Do you, you really haven't made up your mind? Uh, I am going to watch it as it morphs forward. And at this point in time, it's it's not a bad bill. It's a good bill, but it can like it can change in ops in other directions. So I know, I'm going to keep a close eye. I know eye Kano on. expressed uh, last week that he was against the bill, and he was against the bill because of that uh, the whole uh, medical uh, force that can uh, give you a DUI for smoking weed and driving a car. Or yeah. whatever it is, like it's, the, it's an advisory the, panel. The yeah. advisory panel. There you go. I'm sorry. I, you know, the RSO is kicking in. Made, um, ma- but oh. the advisory panel, <laughs> the advisory panel that uh, you know can make suge- uh, suggestions to the state on how to arrest people for for driving under the influence of marijuana. So um, I, I honestly like I, I that that's been stewing with me over these past two weeks, man. I cannot. And, and I didn't even know that until we 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 Kano said that on the show. I can't like abide by that at all. Like that scares the ever living shit out of me. Well, that's the amendment process. We, we put things in and we take things out if we see that they don't work properly. You think they'll take that out? I, I think that it, it, there's a strong possibility. Yeah, B- Barry, to get him to take that out, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the the testing advisory panel made up of political appointees who are from. Folks who are prohibitionists, like the governor and things well, of that sort, that's aren't necessarily a good, unbiased advisory panel. Are we? Are we going to meet with Learned or Roach during? Uh, do you know? I do believe we have that plan. Yes, you do have that plan. Mm-hmm. All right. So, like, we, I, I can express this to them during lobby days, can't I? And if you want us to do a a, a session of the ro- rotation in the rotunda, text us back with the words "rotation in the rotunda." And, and and we'll gather up all the votes, and if if we decide that you guys want it, we'll do it, even if they want to throw us out. <laughs> we could do it. Fuck it. No, I've, I've uh, seen other people do need, uh, podcasts need, from inside. We, yeah, what do we need like, the, do they have Wi-Fi? Oh yeah, they, 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 yeah. The Senate bill has a, building has a Wi-Fi. The House building has has a Wi-Fi, and the Center building uh, has a mixture of both. So you're you're always near one Wi-Fi or the other. All right. So I'm going to take my laptop and we can just uh, go live off of the webcam there. Now I, I should say that uh, one of the things that is happening in the session this year is that at least when they open up, they are going to drop all COVID restrictions because the governor demands that no one wear masks, nobody asks about vaccinations, no, nobody has to social distance. All the things we had in place for the last two years to keep it from spreading are going to be gone once the session starts. And I have a prediction that two weeks into the uh, session, there'll be so many people falling out with COVID that they're going to change that rule. Your prediction just made things so clear. Well, it's just the way it is. A couple of years ago, a whole bunch of representatives got sick at CPAP. Really? Yeah, they'd actually gotten at CPAC, and a lot of them came afterwards and they had to sanitize the entire house floor i was gonna like try and segue into the moment of clarity but like that yeah that's pretty scary
okay, first off, let's be clear. I'm not going to make this about COVID because, you know, I, I can go off on that. I have a master's degree in public health from Johns Hopkins and you have your MBA from, uh, that, that totally Southern qualifies me to talk about COVID. Yeah, absolutely. According to, to DeSantis, that totally qualifies. But I, I, I work heavily in public health. And one of the things that public health works on is equity, equity in the population, make certain that people have access to uh, all, all the proper health items that they need in order to get forward. And one of the things that is in the industry right now is this move towards social equity. And by social equity, they have defined it as uh, giving an extra help to those people who have been disproportionately affected by the war on drugs, in particular, uh, people of color who uh, did not have the chance to get into this industry either because of previous felonies or lack of funds or whatever. New York just put out a couple million dollars they put aside for minority folks to go ahead and get into the business so they don't have to get this money from dubious means. They're not doing that in Florida. <laughs> Here's what's going on in Florida right now. We have one, one license that they have set aside for minorities. 22 licenses so far, and this one license, which was supposed to have been given out by, at 2017, has still not been given out yet. And at this point in time, I love the folks who put this together originally, but having one license for minorities amongst all the others is not equity. It's not equality. It's tokenism. I think there should be a lot more available to, to minorities to be able to get into the industry. And because of the way this industry is set up at, the way it is. At this point, it's racist. Like, it's it, it's far beyond just right. like the racism of tokenism. Well, but the, I'm the, sorry. Go ahead. The Gary, people who are that. going to be applying for this have to have, what, $167,000 yeah. for their application fee. Yeah. Some of these people actually spend as much as a half a million dollars to get those applications written by professional consultant firms. Where are they going to get this money? Where are they going to get the money, millions of dollars for the build out once they get the license? Well, that is the problem. That is why I have seen there are a number of firms uh, who are funding minorities to go ahead and apply for these these licenses, but they, <laughs> the, the minority will be the front for a group that is not minority that's going to be running it so they have enough money to actually move forward. And therein shows it's not social equity. And that, that's my great concern right now. We want to have more licenses uh, for minorities. And interestingly enough, uh, during the, uh, the committee weeks, they asked the director of the OMMU if we had a minority-owned uh, license so far. And he said, absolutely, cookies. Well, <laughs> here's, a de here's the deal. And, and, and I love Burner. Uh, the uh, it, it is a minority-owned license, but like dude had to buy into it. Yeah, and the dude right now is a, is a millionaire. Yeah. The dude right now has all the money that he needs, and it's not a matter of giving folks that are disadvantaged anymore an into the business because he's already in the business. He's, he's also, already been very successful. And by the way, Cookies is a great firm. Carlos, you, you keep some of the products over here, some of the CBD products, right? Uh, I uh, used to have some of the CBD products. Now I, I carry a lot of the apparel. Well, maybe you can go ahead and, and do a uh, <clears throat> a quick review of uh, possibly a cookies product later on. But uh, the whole idea is we don't have a minority license right now, and I don't think we're going to get one in the future the way that we want it because yeah. the system is set up right now the way it is. I think if we had horizontals, 
it'd be much easier. If there was a fund that set up to, to help these guys get forward without having to go someplace else to get money that's going to end up controlling their own companies, right. then we have to be careful. One thing I want to point out about Werner is he's not a black farmer, by the way. <laughs> no, he, he, he's, he, he's of Mexican heritage. So, so this isn't it, – it's not – His dad was born in Mexico. He was born in South L.A. It, it's, oh, San Francisco, I'm sorry. It's not something that he like. He had to like, like you were saying, get rich and buy into it. Like this is is not something. It is still uh, a a racist endeavor, endeavor by the Office of Medical Marijuana Use. I mean, you might as well call uh, Jungle Boys a minority based industry too, because Ivan, who's the the guy, he he looks kind of ethnic, but he's not. <laughs> he, he he wears the baseball cap and he he does the talk, but you know. No, nah, he's, he's 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 pretty much El Gringo, uh-huh. <laughs> and we're look, we're looking forward to Jungle Boys coming here. We're looking forward to Cookies coming here. We're looking forward to some diversity in product right here. We're looking forward to some uh, uniformity of product. Uh, our good friend uh, Brett Huffenbarger is always talking about uh, cons- packaged consumer goods or consumer packaged goods, and the way the fact that anytime you buy a consumer packaged good, you should always expect. The last one you bought to be exactly the same as the just, next one, right? It just feels like weird to celebrate like we're letting more corporate cannabis into Florida. Yes, corporate cannabis um, in the industry we often call it boof. You know, like I, I mean, it, it but it's well, it, okay. So corporate booth, shitty dispensary, that's typically what we discuss about uh, the, the people that are already in here. The dispensaries in the state are already like some of the largest dispensaries in the U.S. Yes. I'm just like, it, it just sucks that we're, we're celebrating diversity by simply just letting more corporate cannabis in from other states. And the thing about um, expansion sometimes is your supply doesn't always keep up with your demand, especially if you have more dispensaries then you have grow to take care of them so all of a sudden you get shortages yeah and not that we've ever seen a shortage from any of the dispensaries here in florida <laughs> but we have in almost across the board and sometimes there have been situations in regards to failed crops where they're able to admit that there was a failed crop and destroy it and they bought a couple extra tons from uh, from altmed who's often been the supplier to folks who have who have lost their entire crops other folks unfortunately they just they when they see a crop that has failed if it's covered with spider mites or it's been attacked by root aphids or it's covered with with powdery malt mildew they say no problem we'll burn it out in the process to to uh to do the extraction to make the oil they they use ethanol it kills the the fungi yeah, they get, use ethanol to kill the fungi. However, a lot of times when they're finished, there's still that's ethanol what, involved. That's what we give sick people here in Florida. Yeah, one of the things they always look for in labs is to see if there's actually solvent left in the uh, in the extraction process. And a lot of times there is. There's, there's only one solvent out there that is totally non-toxic, and that's water. The problem is, is that cannabis is not a water-based product, and so therefore, or, or hydrophilic product. Uh, so it needs other types of uh, solvents, and so a lot of times you will have a butanol left over, and, or you know BHO is, is is a very popular way to make extraction. BHO, by the way, stands for blow your house on fire, <laughs> because a lot of people actually do butane uh, extraction in their homes only to blow up their house. BHO is delicious, so I'm sorry if you don't die and you do it right. If you do it right, it's, it's a gas. Yeah. It was a liquid when they put it in there, but it eventually becomes gas. And other folks, they actually have propylene glycol left in their in their their, their extracts because they're not doing it right. Or they use CO two extraction that burns off all the terpenes. It ends up tasting like 
burnt popcorn or, or, or tires or something like that. I mean, we a lot of us want to have terpenes. Now, when you see something that says full spectrum, broad spectrum, there's a difference between the two of them, right? Right. What is the difference between a full spectrum and broad spectrum? Uh, THC content. Okay. No, well, not specifically though. So broad spectrum is uh, typically one cannabinoid or maybe just a few cannabinoids and uh, and terpene content and nothing else, mm-hmm. right? Where uh, full spectrum would be the full spectrum of cannabinoids that would be present in the, the dry plant matter. Kind of like RSO where they take the entire plant from root to tip mm-hmm. and, and extract it into this nice little blackish, dark greenish thing that tastes a lot like chlorophyll. Because mm-hmm. it's got a lot of chlorophyll left in it, it but that, that, that's that's part of the whole full spectrum thing. And of course, uh, Ethan Russo would say you've got to have the, the the entourage effect. If you're using CO2 extraction that burns off all the terpenes, and you end up with an isolate left over, which is basically a isolated cannabinoid, and, and none none of the other ones, and or the minor cannabinoids get missed, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have the whole product the way it was, and the whole product was was developed by nature to be medicine in its entirety not necessarily to be pulled apart into its individual pro, uh, parts because then you won't get the medicinal value that you need to have. Correct. 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 And that's, that's, that's where we stand. So, I mean, it's, I don't want to like downplay like having individual cannabinoids, like I, some, uh, the CBD by itself has its advantages. Absolutely. THC by itself has it, its advantages. Yes. You know, uh, but uh, it, it's nothing compared to everything together. Now, folks who do edibles often would prefer to have isolates. Number mm-hmm. one, because you're not going to impart a taste to your brownies, so it's going to have that chlorophyll back taste. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes you kind of like that dank taste to your sugar cookies, you know? I love the dank taste in my. I, I slather RSO on my toast. There you go. This is why. He, this is why he acts like this halfway through the show. It's because of his toast. Uh huh. <laughs> He is toast by the time he gets That's why I get quieter (laughs) towards the end. Yes. (laughs) Your toast that makes you toast. And I stop focusing (laughs) on like switching between captions and graphics and stuff like that. Oh, that that works out for me. But if we we can get a a, a more uniform standard operating procedure for, for extracts, so you get the same product every single time you go in there. And if they have enough product to be able to sustain their dispensaries, that would be nice. Well, that kind of thing comes with competition and a push to be uh, equal, if not better, than the other dispensaries out there. If you don't see yourself as being in competition with anybody, you feel that you can pretty much get away with anything. And sometimes they do. Not always, of course. I don't, I would, and I would stress that. But there are folks who, who do take shortcuts because they want to just keep up with whatever is going on right now and don't worry about the competition because there, there hardly is any. We've got 22 licenses. Five of them, if you go to their websites, are still static. They're not even done anything yet. And uh, some of them won't be online for months and months. There was no new dispensaries that were that were approved this last week over in Tallahassee. There, there was this uh, one situation I had. I walked into a tree weave like five minutes before they closed, and I asked for some RSO. And they are like, nope, we ain't got no more RSO. And I'm like, you're out of RSO. And well, they're like, well, to be honest with you, we have it. It's just we're doing inventory and we can't sell it right now. And I'm like, well, you son of a bitch. You, <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. You son of a bitch. You're telling me <laughs> that you're not going to sell me my medicine. Like, that. that's the thing. Like, you get the feeling that these companies and, like, uh, it, it it seems like we're picking on them, no, but it, we're not we're not picking on them no. because like 
it, it seems like these companies uh, have lost the value of what they're doing. Like they're they're selling medicine to patients. It pays your money. It gets your product. Uh-huh. And if you don't get your product, we're not going to pay you the money. That's what it comes down to. I mean, we, people when, are putting a lot of money into it. When you don't do your job, like when these companies don't do their job, people suffer. That's right. That's what happens. Like people, people, people who need their medicine don't get their medicine. And I guarantee you that the first dispensary that is so well-renowned for having constant, high-quality, top-shelf product that is consistent every single time, You'd be, you'd be amazed as to how people will flock there, even, even if it's more expensive. Now, I was kind of laughing about the fact that people were saying, why can't we have, why, why can't we get five ounces a month for, for flour? Mm-hmm. Well, what, is, what is the average cost of an ounce right now? Um, uh, shit. I and I'm not talking about the legacy market. I'm talking about the legitimate market right now. <laughs> you, you you caught her in mid dab. That is so un, un, unfortunate. Twenty four dollars. Twenty four grams. Yeah. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah, half an ounce is fourteen. You know, quarter seven. An eighth is three point five. One seventy. Wow. No, it's about two fifty actually. Two fifty. Not, She's not, not on the streets, my no, dude. No, not on the streets, no, no, my well, friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's been going to the drop uh, house. No, 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 no. We're talking know. about uh, actually going to, into a dispensary and, and buying an ounce either in Ace <laughs> or however else they, they have it available to you. You're going to end up spending $1,000 for, for four ounces. And who has that you know, as pocket money every single month? Wait, so apparently on the black market it's like eight hundred dollars to do this maybe even a little bit less because you know you get some price breaks with bulk you do have price breaks with bulk Dang. yeah how do we do it volume it's right yeah and and that's fucking a yeah but again with the with the legacy I'm market just, like, there's no testing here, involved so. i'm sitting here getting matter and matter i'm sorry you should uh find some way to cool off uh find some way to chill um i I don't know what to do. You should, you should do a CBD dab on air, but you can't because your nail is plugged in. Um, I mean, I could get a, a rig and do it. Well, you know what? You should review a product, though, because we do have a, a product review section that Carlos has been reticent about uh, applying Shit. himself to. Uh, the time has, uh, has surpassed, <laughs> hasn't it? <laughs> it's so glad we had this time together. So, Abby, what, what product? Okay. Uh, grab, uh, grab like a next bucket. What? No. Now we should say that uh, as the the uh, industry is is evolving, we're seeing new products that are starting to take hold, like drinks. Now I like the idea of having the drink already made as opposed to the drink powder, because for some odd reason, every time you, I see those drink powders, I think someone's gonna snort them. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's not that it's, our population is like that. It's just a, a consideration. I mean, it's got battery. Have anybody ever watched the uh, the show Dope Sick about the Oxycontin thing? It really got bad when folks realized that they could actually smash the pills and, and snort them. I Oh, hey, I started paying attention at the wrong time. <laughs> hey, all right. So we will not be reviewing pills and snorting them on, on the no, air. No, we are not going to snort pills on the air. So, so we'll put it on toast in the morning. Oh, that's nice. Come on. Uh, uh, uh. You, you have to unwrap it, though. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 do this. You have um, a loose one. Okay, so we've got two products that we're going to be reviewing today. Well, put your graphic on them. On. Ah, oh, jeez. There we go. That so, is so impactful. So we got uh, the Dive Mini by Yokan. Abby here. Who's, I like uh, Yokan. They, they have some quality products. Chill them. You like Yokan, Gary? Yes. I, right. I, I, I like the uh, the small pocket one with the little uh, dial thing. That it, 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 it takes any size cartridge. So, so the thing about this guy is it seems like I don't know what's happening here. All right. Boom. There you go. First time opening the product, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, the thing goes in the other thing with the the male screw versus the female screw. Did you learn that in the, in sex ed? Yeah, you, you you have you know the the male and the female on that. That's electrical stuff. I but, don't I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> oh God. So that's how you can use it without the battery. So, so I, I used to buy these separately. These are these are great for being able to, to use your your extract because you can actually see what's going on. I love the Puffco uh, Pro or is it Plus? But you can't see what's going on inside. You can't see the the, the extract melting and know exactly what's going on. So you have to like go by taste essentially as to how much you're actually getting. And it's always helpful to know exactly how much you're getting. That's the problem with with, uh, with edibles sometimes. I gotta look at the directions, guys. I'm so <laughs> unprepared. Oh man! All right. So the main body, the glass attachment, the power button. Um. Doo -doo 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 -doo. This is why he didn't buy. It didn't build any bicycles this Christmas. To attach magnetic mouthpiece <laughs> to the main body. The hell is going on here? So this that top part goes, part, yeah, the glass part goes on top there. No, this part. It should screw on. Yeah. So this part goes on here. It goes like. Yeah, you go. Yeah, oh wow! See, look how, how it's coming together here. There you go. Nice. All right. I think we put it. Together. Oh, so it works like a nectar collector then. Like a okay, it's getting hot. I think it's gonna work, guys. I don't want to use this. And you just happen to have uh, some concentrate handy, don't you? There you go. You okay? So the Yokan Dive Mini. Now I'm prepared. So the Yokan Dive Mini comes with a cool glass attachment piece. If you want to use water, yeah. Check that out, Abby. Check that out. Hold that up there, right? Uh, we're, we're not going to put water in because we don't have water on the table here. So if you don't want to use, use water, you can use, use, use that. Nah, that's gross, bro. You're gross. Um, or Listerine sometimes works in bonds. You could use this simple uh, attachment and this is a, a, an electric nectar collector. Um, so you press this button and this white piece at the top gets hot and you can do dabs with it. Right. It's so hot, hot, hot. So we've got some, uh, no cap Hemco dabs here. Um, we sell them here at Chillum CBD, uh, a cool old oh, Chillum hemp dispensary. 
And a cool story about these dabs is when we the day that we got them in, um, one of the the person that worked here uh, wanted to try them out, um, and I told them that they were CBG dabs, right? So um, they swore that up and down that they got this got them high, um, and I was like, "There's no way." And I reached out to the company. I was like, "Is there THC in those dabs?" And they were like, there's no way. Let me send you the the, the COAs. And there's literally everything except for uh, THC in these dabs. There's CBG, there's CBD, there's CBN. There's you do get a very brief CBC. buzz from, CB, from, from cannabigenol, which is CBG. Uh, it's also very important for my wife who has glaucoma because that also helps with the inter, interocular pressure. And that's just the way it's done. Just poke it in there, let it, let it melt it. Uh. <coughs> and that saves the toast. <coughs> yeah. And of course, <coughs> this little thing here is really, really neat. So you can't uh, see under a black back background, but anyway. <coughs> a fun fact about CBG is that when it's consumed with THC, you get fucking really high. <laughs> kind of like having mangoes, right? Um, kind of, but in a different way, because the mangoes is a terpene content. Right. So you don't want to use it, man? Come yeah. on. You got to, you got to, come on. You ain't cool unless you do some nectar collector dabs. Well, I ain't cool. Or you can dive uh, mini dabs. So the you can dive mini comes uh, with an attachment here as well, where you can just simply load it up with your dabs. It's, oh, that's a cool little, little ceramic piece there. Um, and you can just load it up with your dabs and put it in there so you don't have to use like the nectar collector option. You can just use like a pen option. And uh, yeah, what do you guys think? It's a cool smoking experience. <laughs> yeah, you, you, I'm, I'm feeling it. That's very good. I'm feeling it pretty good. You guys, now, you guys, you guys like it? You feeling the CBGs? That, that brings us to our next topic. What exactly is a medical problem? <laughs> so we give this product what grade carlos oh uh besides the instructions they're we, too small did we like give a, a a grading system the last time we did this i forgot what it was yeah we're one leaf two leaf three leaves or four leaves oh it's a leaf system why not uh or should we leave it alone there's only four leaves okay five five leaves it should be because it because you know, cannabis has five leaves five right? or seven depending on which uh string you have so seven leaves. Hmm. Or if the sugar leaves are not. Sugar leaves? <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. This, yeah, this right. shit is good, man. All right, so give, give us a rating. Give us a rating. Uh, um, five leaves. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know, that, is your, that, that is the honest opinion. Ah, Cam Dabs 420, leave it alone. And we have not gotten any money Cuts. from the manufacturer of this product to do this review. No, I'm not going to take any money, and I'm going to badmouth products that suck, too. Uh, however, if they want to give me money, I, I don't it. mind. Even if, even if I sell it, even if I sell it here in the shop, I'll be like, that shit sucks. But no, this uh, Yo Can Dive Mini is pretty good. And honestly, I, I'm a big fan of these CBG dabs. I think uh, CBG should be a, a normal cannabinoid that everybody takes. It is. Um, it's uh, it's great for pain. It's great for focus. And it's uh, really great for uh, gastrointestinal pains. See, this is what I'm talking about in regards to a medical program is concerned. If you go into a dispensary and you ask them a medical question, is this good for glaucoma? 
Is this good for, for back pain? Is this good, you know, for migraines? And they tell you, this will give you a nice buzz and help you go to sleep. Yeah. That's not what we asked. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know some shit like that? You got to fucking ask the pothead on the rotation. There you go. But Florida. the fact is, that is a adult use recreational question. It's not a medical question when, when they answer it like that. Mm-hmm. So we would like to see a movement back towards having a medical program, which is not a quasi-recreational program, right? Right. Because right now we have a medical program, and the idea of having full legalization and a, uh, a legal uh, adult use program is not going to happen this it, year. It is a recreational program only if you're rich. Exactly. And if so you can afford four ounces uh, from I want, uh, wherever. I want poor people to have recreational, and I want uh, uh, sick people to have well, one, one good thing need. about the Learned Roach Bill is that it does reduce the cost of, uh, of, of licensing and getting going to the doctor by about 60% because it, it expands – it gives you the licenses for two years and expands the amount of time between times you have to go see the doctor. Does it to expand the, the amount uh, of licenses that are given out? No. It doesn't specifically say that, so it's just uh, a price break for – Well, they say the they're going to they're gonna, uh, take applications for new licenses starting in March. Uh I don't see that happening. I don't see the, the Pigford license uh, actually being given out after session. And I see the uh, delay continuing on for, for some time. Mm-hmm. As much as they say it's going to happen, if it does happen, I'll be thrilled. If it doesn't happen, I will have expected it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm keeping my, my, my expectations low. It's the, uh, the high hypocrisy of, of uh, low expectations. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that, that's just the way it works. <laughs> but, but we'll we'll get to that point eventually, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, I'm just really tired. But <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, huh? Um, then you need some coffee con leche. I've been tired all morning, but uh, coffee boost a little. This CBG dab, you know, mm. got me chilling. Definitely leaning back in my chair. What's up, guys? How you doing? Oh, I stopped vibrating from the coffee. That's about it. <laughs> But that's good. <clears throat> so yeah, let's uh, let's talk about normal days again. Okay, and lobby days. One more time. Um, uh, this uh, Wednesday and Thursday in Tallahassee, uh, we are going to go up there and talk to legislators about the bills we're talking about and get them moving forward. Mm-hmm. We're going to teach you how to talk to legislators, put you in front of them, and uh, have that conversation. And, and that's that's what you need to do: is just have a heart-to-heart conversation with your legislator about what's important to you. And what's important to the industry and uh, see how much impact you can actually make. You know, this is uh, this is something that we can all do. And uh, it's it's difficult to do without guidance. Yeah, it's something that we're trying to provide. We want to make sure that your voice gets in front of people. Um, And the only way for your voice to get in front of people is for it to come out of your mouth and for you to show up. So. Uh, come out. Now, we keep things light and lively over here, but when we're in Tallahassee, uh, along with this being friendly, we are dead serious. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, this is, this is a way for you to get in front of, I'm going to talk to Roach about, uh, my concerns about the, the, the bill that they've got put in, coming forward. And you do that. I'm I'm sure he'd want to hear your, what your opinion is actually. Probably not, but we'll wait and see. (laughs) We're probably going to end up talking to his aunts. But uh, <laughs> possibly, possibly, but I, I, it would be nice if we if we actually kind of bumped into like the Speaker of the House or possibly mm. the uh, the Senate President. Well, and that that happens in the hallways every once in a while. So if we see them, we'll we'll move towards them and make certain they don't run away. Well, this is one of the reasons why we're allowed to complain about the system is because we try to influence the system in this exact way. 
Absolutely. So we're going to be up in Tallahassee. You need to come and join us uh, January 12th and 13th at the State Capitol. Normal lobby days. You can RSVP on our website, suncoastnormal.org. Or you can uh, RSVP on Tallahassee Normal site. Or it doesn't say 6 a.m. on it, does it? Um, so, I, I got to change that. Yeah, we, we're not going to be up at 6 o'clock because this, the legislators aren't there yet. They don't get there until by 8 o'clock, 8.30, and that's when the committee uh, meetings start. I like to I like uh, Melissa's uh, Google Docs on there. I put it in the, uh, in the chats because uh, you can RSVP for like individual meetings with legislators. Um, which is which should be pretty useful. Absolutely. Um, so go ahead and uh, RSVP any RSVP any way you can. Uh, join us. You know, uh, this is a good way to to influence the system. And uh, yeah, you get to meet Gary, <laughs> and you get to meet Carlos post toast. Right. Right. <laughs> don't don't bring the toast into the Capitol. I can say I did once t- bring a uh, game of zonk hemp. Pre-roll into the into, into the uh, <laughs> into the capital once, and that really kind of freaked out Dave Rickauer. Um, <laughs> and you know, honestly, that cafeteria at the Capitol, I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, they got good food there. Yeah. <laughs> healthy choices for for healthy legislators who eat in their office and don't come downstairs. Uh, some of them actually do though. They, they want to meet constituents downstairs, so it's a possibility. So yeah, the thing is, we're going there to make a change and to uh, have a little entertainment at our own expense from most likely but to get things moving forward and we will do what we can to inform the legislators because you have to educate to legislate and on that note end stream mm-hmm. oh yeah This has been The Rotation, and you have been a part of it. You can be a bigger part of it by joining Suncoast Normal. Suncoast Normal is an organization that can help you make the change that we all need. Go to the Suncoast Normal website and become a member, because that is how you become part of the change. You can find The Rotation podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes. But you can always join us in the rotation at suncoastnormal.org. At that very website, you can join the cannabis movement by becoming a member of Suncoast Normal, gain access to cannabis events, cannabis info, Normal's legal network, and even a free membership to National, all by joining Suncoast Normal. That website again is suncoastnorml.org. You can also find us on social media at Suncoast Normal. Uh, Find us on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you, Gary. And good night. Good night.